Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. As the Israeli-Palestinian conflict continues to weigh on our hearts, how do we speak with our children and others about what's happening? On the line with some advice is clinical psychologist, neuroscientist, neurofeedback practitioner, and educational consultant, Dr. Divya Kakaya. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you're so welcome, Wiki. You're so welcome. Dr. Kakaya, how can we best manage the anxiety we may be feeling about the wars in Israel? You know what? I think, Vicki, this is such a timely topic that you're covering right now because we can see just with the new cycle that we're getting truly how much our fear-based brain is like activated right now, right? So what's really going on is as we look at these images and when we're consuming news, what's happening is that when we keep watching a lot of these images, these images are horrifying for us, right? So what the images do is they kind of stick in our brain and they create this, what I call a trauma pathway in the brain. And so one of the biggest things that I am talking about with all of my patients right now, like in a big, big way, Vicky, is to really be on a, what I'm calling a media diet. I think watching no more than 30 minutes of news or listening to no more than 30 minutes of news about Israel war would be something for people to start doing like right away, like cut back cut back on how much you watch about the war and listen about the war because it's very far away. And when we watch these images, what happens, Vicky, when we watch these images, we tend to feel as if they're right here in our living room. So then that that fear-based brain is woken up even more and then we can't sleep, our sleep is disrupted. There's like so many ways in which the whole body is completely dysregulated, you know? So what are some things that we can do to alleviate anxiety and feelings of helplessness? I think for me, one of the biggest things I think that we ought to do, one of the big things we have to remember is that wars do occur and wars do end. We've got to be able to tell ourselves and tell our children that there is an end. Typically, like, yes, some wars went on forever, but wars do end. And for us to really be reminded again and again that we do have, we have emotional stability. Where we can create, Vicky, the most amount of emotional stability is what we do in our home. So I am really very clear about telling all of my families I work with is just to keep our routines the same. As much as possible, what we want to do is we want to keep our routines the same, do go to our games, do all of that. And I'm really encouraging 
families to turn off news cycles, especially when children are around, the news should not be on at all, period. Because I think what that's going to do is it's going to make our kids fearful. When they become fearful, then we become fearful, then the whole family is like caught in this fear cycle. So I think that the other thing we can do in order to alleviate our anxiety and that feeling of helplessness is maybe sort of with older teens in particular and ourselves too, is do a little bit of a historical perspective on what's happening out there in the Middle East. So knowledge and education can often counteract fear and the way in which the brain gets hijacked with fear. So sticking to our routines, reminding ourselves of the emotional stability we have in our own family, leaning on our loved ones, like, you know, for us to lean on our loved ones and and really cherish the goodness of what we have in our life. We've really got to be able to cherish that. How do we start those conversations and how can we best talk with our kids and teens about what's happening? You know, I think one, a lot of my parents will say, oh, you know, I I, I was waiting for my kids to ask me because maybe they're not even aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. It's in the air. It's all over the place. What we need to do is we need to initiate the conversation and very age appropriate and, and being able to ask them questions and say, you know, what's your sense of what seems to be going on and listening, not trying to correct their version of what they're perceiving is going on, but asking them, what do you think is going on? What are your thoughts about it? How are you feeling about it? You know, are you guys having any discussions in school about it? What What's being talked about around you? What are your friends saying about it? Because the minute our children and teens in particular can talk about it, what happens for them is they're not holding it inside. Because when kids hold it inside, kids will start to somaticize. That's when you start to have children that start to have headaches, they have stomach aches, they start doing poorly in school because they're feeling, even though the trauma is that far away, because of the way in which media gets into our living rooms, it feels like it's happening right here. That's why everybody is so hijacked with fear. So we want to be able to talk with them about Again, the historical nature, what do they experience with it? And really, I think a big part is not keeping them in the dark. It's critical we don't keep them in the dark because then otherwise, the way they're going to receive that information is going to be through some source that's doing a lot of fear mongering. And then with older teens, in particular teens, any teens, middle schoolers, teens, we really want to teach our children about being savvy and smart about which media are they consuming. So they have to be taught to be very particular about what media sources they're getting their information from because we know that we have a lot of cable stations that swing this way or swing that way. So we want them to get the news that's the correct news, that's the appropriate news, and then they can try to make sense out of that news. I'm speaking with clinical psychologist, neuroscientist, neurofeedback practitioner, and educational consultant, Dr. Devia Kakaya. How can we feel not afraid and and also help comfort others? I think uh, to me, sort of like the biggest thing we can do is like take a long, deep breath. We've got Mm -hmm. to take a long, deep breath. And what we want to do is we want to ground ourselves in the now. We know that in the world of like mindfulness and meditation, that one of the biggest ways we fight anxiety is to, when we get anxious, the brain wants to spin, the mind wants to spin. It comes up with like a ton of what if scenarios, right? So when we get anxious, that's what the mind is doing. When we take deep breaths, so what I'm encouraging all my families to do right now 
is to do five minutes of deep intentional breath work in the morning and five minutes of breathing in the evening. And I'd love to see families sit down together and do that breath work. We're asking five minutes, five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. So what that does for us is it brings on board what I call the wise mind, right? Because the part of our brain that's hijacked with fear is the amygdala. So when the amygdala becomes hijacked with fear, we can, when we take that deep breath and we take some, some time to just put things into a perspective, then our wise mind comes on board. And when the wise mind comes on board, then we're, we're less afraid, we're more comforted, we feel more soothed. I'm a big one for moving, for getting out in nature, for taking walks, for the whole family to go. Right now would be a good time if the family has not been doing this. I would love for families just to be taking their dogs and go for a walk in the neighborhood because what happens is when you're moving your body and you're taking a walk, you're looking around, you're looking at trees, you kind of feel grateful for the things that are around you. And then what that does for us is it calms the brain down. That jitteriness that we tend to feel, that starts to calm down as soon as we're out in nature and we're doing breath work and we're comforting ourselves. I think it's also, like I said earlier, Sticking to routines is very comforting for our children. It's very comforting for teens. I know most parents are like, well, my teens are taking me for granted. They really don't seem to care that I make dinner and we all sit on the table. Oh, my God. They may not be saying that they feel uh, grateful for, for the things they're doing, but the teen world already is so turbulent out there anyway that those routines that we maintain where everybody comes down to the table for dinner, we'll all sit together, even though the talking may not be like, you know, the most productive talking or anything like that, there's a sense of stability that our children and we feel when we know we're right around our loved ones and we're taking care of each other. You're a neurofeedback practitioner. What is neurofeedback and mm-hmm. is that something that can help us improve how we're feeling? Oh, absolutely. So trauma, anxiety, sadness, depression, those are some of the big core issues that I tend to treat with neurofeedback. So remember, as I just mentioned earlier on, when when anything in our world is going awry, obviously the brain is going to help us do whatever we need to do in order for us to like get to a place of coping, right? The brain is this incredibly smart organ that's going to say there's danger going on around us, what we need to do is we need to be able to like feel calm. What do I need to do in order for me to feel calm? So the brain will do whatever it needs to do to feel calm. So what we do with neurofeedback is we, neurofeedback is, think about neurofeedback as a brain training exercise. So we place sensors on different regions of the scalp. The patient sits in front of this television screen where we have like a spaceship that they fly There's a teddy bear on the left that gives tactile stimulation. So we're using visual, auditory, and tactile stimulation to soothe the brain and to calm the brain down. So neurofeedback is powerful because what it does is it takes that fear-driven brain into a state of calm. Sleep starts to improve. One of the biggest things that happens with neurofeedback is sleep begins to improve because anytime we're in this kind of a trauma state, we're most likely going to be, our sleep gets really affected. So neurofeedback is really powerful in reestablishing our sleep cycles back again. And then I can talk a little bit more about, you know, other things we can do to establish our sleep. But neurofeedback has been known, there's a ton of research studies we have in neurofeedback around. And again, keep in mind 
that what children tend to do, Vicki, is they tend to somaticize this. So they won't have the verbiage and the language to speak about what they're feeling fearful in the world about. And so what I'm able to do with neurofeedback is I don't need to go into their language accessibility. I can just work on the brain and reset that brain and get them to a place. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. They can start to feel calm again. How did you get introduced to neurofeedback? So neurofeedback came into my life through my lovely young, my son, who was 11 at the time. And he had ADHD, inattentive ADHD. And I had met a colleague in town who was doing neurofeedback, raving about neurofeedback. And I knew when my, my baby was in first grade, second grade, I'm like, okay, this guy's going to give me a run for my money. I better like, <laughs> I better be prepared for what I'm going to go through as soon as he hits puberty. And sure enough, you know, I could see the signs and I could tell he was struggling because processing issues were huge. So I ended up taking him to this colleague of mine for a whole year before I introduced him into my clinic. And then I just, completely um, remorphed myself and pivoted into primarily being a brain training center. So everything that I do here at Healthy Vivian is neurofeedback. I do very little talk therapy and most of what I do is really rewiring the brain and getting the brain into a stable place. And, and some of the people who refer patients to me are psychotherapists who say, you know, we've done so much talk therapy and we seem to be kind of stuck at this place and we can tell that it's at the level of the brain. There's a lot, Divya, that you're going to be able to do. So therefore, I'm referring this patient to you. So it's a treatment modality that's really kind of like a not, because I did not want to put my son on any meds. So that was my main reason for choosing something that was going to get his brain in a much more stable place so he didn't have to be battling the, the inattentive ADD that he had. You mentioned that you had some tips for helping us get a good night's sleep. What can we do to improve restless nights? Yeah, yeah, I tell you. And, and so, okay, number one thing I'm going to suggest is when we are limiting our media diet, most of us tend to want to have a touch point with news sometime in the evening. And I would say, have it been, if you're going to watch any piece of news, have it be in the early part of the evening, like preferably before 5 p.m. in the evening, and listen to it a little bit. I'm, I always suggest people to listen to news rather than watch. 
Because what happens is as soon as we have things going on in the evening that may hijack our brain, then we're going to have a struggle with falling asleep that night because we're going to be ruminating about that, right? That's understandable. If like stuff has come our way, then we're going to be worrying about it. Or if kids have brought up something, we're going to be worrying about it. So one of the big things I tell my patients is, especially those that have that ruminating brain, is write down the things that are on your mind on a piece of paper, put it aside, and then make a date with yourself. Say tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning, I'm going to take that list and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to worry about all those things that are on my mind right now. But until now, in 9.30, I want to you know, go down and have a good night's sleep. Uh, the other big thing I often recommend to my patients is to eat dinner earlier in the evening. So we know that if we eat dinner too late, then our sleep tends to get affected. So have dinner. If you can go for a gentle walk in the evening outdoors, that's usually really good. Taking a nice bath before you go to bed, that's usually really good. But the big thing that also that's really significant that we often tend not to talk about is in the morning when we wake up, before noon, if we get about 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight on ourselves, that is really good with cutting our rhythm for being able to fall asleep at night. The other thing I always tell my patients is that in the, as the evening comes on, like say it's getting time, close to time for bed, like an hour before or so, start dimming the lights in your living room, start dimming the lights in your kitchen, start dimming the lights in your bedroom, just so that you're reducing. So what that does is it allows the brain to start to create melatonin, which allows us to fall asleep. So those are like some specific strategies that I suggest to people in terms of being able to like get a good night's sleep and not have that restlessness. I also think that, you know, it's also, we, we kind of want to also understand that there's a lot going on in the world right now, right? There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot that we tend to feel out of control with and that we keep reminding ourselves, and this is where I think that when we bring any kind of spirituality or faith or a belief in like, you know, the goodness in the world or that there's a universal power here that, that's here for good, I think those kinds of self-soothing thoughts can also be really good for giving us a good night's sleep. Tons of my patients swear by as soon as they started meditating and they do a half an hour of meditation in the evening, they say that meditation dramatically changed the quality of their sleep. So meditation really helps as well. Like you said, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Are there things that we can do to help others reduce their anxiety? You know, I'm a big believer of looking at people in the eyes, strangers, and giving them a big smile. Mm. I think we don't look at each other enough and smile at each other. It seems like such a simple, small thing to do. But what happens is, When you look at somebody in the eyes and you give them a big smile, then what we tend to feel is we tend to feel this dose of what I call oxytocin, which is our love hormone. Any time we're doing kind things towards others, and I love to do a lot of this with my teens. I think teens and young children naturally tend to be very altruistic. And if we teach them about giving back in the world, and we think about giving back. So your your fifth grader might say, Mom, there's so much going on over there. I want to hold a little lemonade stand because I want to collect some money to be able to send to the people in say, Gaza or Israel or wherever they want to send it to. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you really want to support your child because your child came in with such a beautiful altruistic thought about what they want to do in their own little way to make a difference over there, right? So anything that we can do that are small steps of kindness Random acts of kindness. 
like you know this whole thing that we do where you're going through through a food line and you say i'm going to pay for the person behind me right uh, and and they don't even need to know that you are the one who did that but you feel that feeling of goodness because when we spread goodness in the world during a time like this there's a lot of goodness that goes around in the world i've been speaking with clinical psychologist neuroscientist neurofeedback practitioner and educational consultant dr devia kakaya how can people reach out to you to get more information or if they want to seek treatment from you? We have a very active, good website, and the website is healthywithin, W-I-T-H-I-N.com. They can reach out to me through that. I have a contact us page on that. We tend to be very good about getting back to people. When they go on my website, there's a phone number there for us too. If you want to leave me a message, that's fine as well. My email is on there. If people want to email me directly and reach out to me, and I have a lot of very active social media handles too, Healthy Within Neurofeedback. If you put Healthy Within Neurofeedback in Instagram, you'll find us there. You'll find us on Facebook. So we're on a number of different social media sites. So we're here for people. We want people to know it is very possible for us to start feeling that feeling of calm again and that, you know, wars do end. We want people to believe that wars do end. And we're really going to encourage people to limit the amount of news and uh, music too, and know that what we want to do is we really want to take care of our family, our village, our community, and kind of give back in a way in which it feels right for us and have compassion in the world, like really have compassion for all the different sides that are suffering right now, you know? Any last thoughts for us? I really want people to like truly feel that there is going to be a better outcome at the end of this because part of resiliency that we want to feel is this this whole sense of, you know, buoyancy. We want to be able to bounce back. We want to be able to say, no, things are going to improve. And, and, and a lot of times, as we know with wars, you know, things get worse before they begin to improve. But wars typically occur because there's an imbalance in the system, right? So if there's an imbalance in the system, we're going to need to balance things out. And wars do end. I always tell people wars do end and truly not allowing as many. Like it, the Monday right after everything happened on October 7th, mm. I got so hijacked for about two and a half days. With the way I felt so activated and anxious by Monday, I thought to myself, I'm not going to do this. And then from literally from that Monday on, I completely limited how much I listened to the news. Because remember, the news cycles are always on repeat. It's the same thing they keep giving us again and again because they want that fear and the fear keeps us bonded to those news cycles. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And Thank you for helping us feel a little bit better. Oh, you're so welcome, Vicki. You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.